Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. And I'm planning on possibly uh, carving a Stanley Cup into it. You're going to wait till they win it, though, right? Uh Yeah, yeah. Okay, come on. Come on now. I can't be a hard-o jinx. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, It it was a great game last night, though. The the Bruins looked looked crisp. They looked good last night. Uh, They need the crowd. They need the crowd. The crowd was a little dead in the second, and then they woke up. You know, with like 15 minutes left in the third, they woke up, and then the Bruins woke up. They need the crowd. Yeah, I mean, they kind of survived the second period. I, I, I give the right. second period to the to the Maple Leafs, but but, um, but uh, Tuca was all away. Yeah, you got yep. it, eh? Yep. Um, several texters say that Captain Bruins Hardo sounds a little hungover mm-hmm. this morning. Yes. No, not hungover. Just a little tired. A little tired. <laughs> all right. Well, glad you enjoyed, and way to go, and we're we're on to series number two. So, All right. All right. Go All right. Bruins. All right. Yeah. Um, here for you now are the very best Hill Mail voicemail messages you have left for us over the previous 24 hours. Tuesday, 8.42 a.m. All right, Greg, am I on? All right, real quick. 45 seconds. Ready? So uh, this this story cracks me up. It, it cracks me up. <laughs> so all right, ready? So what am I? Uh, Thirty-five seconds. All right, ready? Uh, so I, I was walking through the store the other day, and uh, I mean, this uh, it gets me every time. Every every time, I, it cracks me up. Right, what am I down? Like 30, 35 seconds. All right, ready? Here we go. So here's my I'll make my point, and then uh, I'll get off. So I, I mean, I I call you guys uh, I, every day. And, hello, my hello, my my still. Oh, damn. End of message. <laughs> there he is. That's, good. Awesome. That's fake. Fake Scott from Weymouth. Yep. Tuesday, 12, 12 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. Well, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. Well, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. The future is uncertain, but the end is always near. I'm a badass. End of message. <laughs> uh, bet she shows up today as a as a Bruins fan. Oh yeah. Oh, Sunday, <laughs> probably watch. She and Bruce watch every single game. Every single game. I bet we're hard Hold on a sec. I'm gonna get me um, a beer. On on game nights, they have two beers. Whoa. It's Whoa. A, one and a half beers, maybe. <laughs> Tuesday, 3.40 p.m. Kermit D. Frog here. Scott from Weymouth. Scott. End of message. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tuesday, 6.20 p.m. Bob, it's Greg. I wanted to fla- do the flag with you. Why couldn't I wear the flag with you? Bob. End of message. <laughs> I, think, I think I should be... 
the flag captain at some point. I mean, I've been there since the beginning. That'd be a nice honor for Donnie Sweeney to bestow upon me. What kind of flag uh, are they going to give you? A cocktail toothpick? <laughs> it would be a nice thing. If Donnie Sweeney is listening right this moment, I know he is. Hi, Don. Uh, is, he doesn't like you. Don loves me. No, he doesn't. You know why? Because I'm the only person that's from the pace for tickets. No, nope, I, oh. saw, I saw Mrs. Sweeney at the game on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, no, Friday, sorry, Friday. Yep. And she told me that Donnie doesn't like you. She doesn't even uh. know who I am. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she listens. Mrs. 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 Donnie Sweeney listens to the show every day as well. And she said those exact words. Hmm. Not a fan. He's never forgiven you for your outrageous comments about his press conference. Well, I've never forgiven so. him for his press conference uh, timing. Uh, well, fine. But, I mean, well. By the way, we're firing Claude. Oh, oh. Patriot. <laughs> Go, Patriot. Tuesday, 8.26 p.m. Oh, uh, uh, hello? Hey, my name is Gordy Boucher. I'm calling for Lyndon Bias. Hey, Lindy, it's Gordy from Nippletown, Saskatchewan. I was wondering, hey, I've been listening to the show a lot, and you seem pretty angry. You always yell at the girl and yell at the listener. Hey, Bob, quit being such a hoser. Maybe you need to come back to Canada. Maybe you need to t- try some Timmy Horton. And maybe we can hang out, shoot some moose, who knows, maybe top some maple syrup, maybe eat some poutine. It'll be great, Lindy. Come on, give me a call. You know me, Gordy Boucher. End of message. That's Hoser A. How do you feel about Tim Hortons? Oh, it's awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which was first? Dunkin' Donuts was probably first. No, Tim Hortons. What? Really? No, no. I mean, in Canada? No, no, no. I don't. Oh, I don't here? mean it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, I don't mean here. I mean here and in Canada. I mean, you said, you said that's the Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. So I said, which was first? Well, Tim uh, Tim yes. Hortons was 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 yeah. before Dun- Dunkin's in Canada. <laughs> yeah. not, Dunkin' Donuts yeah. was founded in 1950. Tim Hortons was founded in 1964. Okay. No, so there no, you go. no, no, no. Dunkin' Donuts. Tim Hortons in Canada, the country. Yep, came before Dunkin' Donuts. In the in Canada. Yes. Yeah. But we're, okay. Greg was saying in general which 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 one was. Well, I, first. I was saying in Canada. Okay. Five fifty-five a.m. Yes, my name is Diane, and I think the dynamic of a teacher having a gun just doesn't follow in suit with my douche beliefs as a know-it-all. End of message. Jeez. Oh, just because I have, just because I, as a gun owner, yeah. uh-huh. uh, I, just because I'm not hugely in favor of teachers being armed doesn't make it a douche opinion. You can disagree without saying that. That is Stanley's poll question this morning, by the way. So you can go to Twitter or to our Facebook page or Instagram, and you can determine whether or not you believe. Teachers should be armed because the Florida Senate has voted to allow teachers to be armed. And there is Stiz Grimey, our vice president of social media, with an update. Where on Twitter, what what is the uh, overwhelming majority of people say? This one's neck and neck, Hill. Really? really? Yeah, right now, 51% of our audience do not think teachers should be armed. However, 49% think they should. Yeah, okay. And that's on Twitter, at WAF? That's okay. on Twitter. Give me a second. I will look at Facebook okay. and see what Facebook got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised that it's as, as, as close as it is. You what are? do you think, Greg? 
Uh, I think it's it's okay. I mean, I, I think if they if they you know go through some training or something like that, I'd rather have a chance of stopping a school shooter than than not stopping a school shooter. So, and I also think the guy who called earlier and said that it might be a deterrent, like if some of these school shooters knew that teachers and and school personnel could be armed, it might deter them. They're basically looking at it right now when they're doing this. Like it's a gun-free zone, and therefore it's the, you know, it's the best place to go shoot up. I don't so, know about that. Yeah, I would, that was, I would argue that someone who's shooting up a school is mentally unstable. Oh, wait, oh you'd argue that? Yeah, right? no, I think okay, so. Okay, yes, okay, exactly. that's a, yeah, that's so factual. I do yes. not think they're thinking, oh, like this is, you know, there's no other guns in this school. They know that police are going to show up that have eventually. Guns. They think yes. Eventually. Uh, I just don't think that uh, a solution to a gun problem is adding more guns to the mix. I just don't know if that's a great idea. On Facebook, however, fifty nine percent of the audience do agree and they, think they that do. The they do agree. Should be armed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stiz. Thank That's you Stanley's poll. You can vote. Six oh one a.m. Talk, 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 talk our ass, rap, rap. <laughs> you told everybody I'll be. You told everybody I'll be in a minute. You're right. End of message. Well, you got to have a hot goalie in the playoffs, and so hopefully, I mean, Tuca played great last night. Tuca's always uh, played great. Played great. There's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan on the phone right now. Yes, hello. Bonjour. My name is Thomas. I cannot take it no more. I can't stand out in that stupid square waving a white tanky. You know how many times you break my heart, Boston. Now what I want to do. By the way, LB, you rock. I want to be a Bruins fan from now on. I cannot have my family watch me wave that flag. Stupid Stupid white flag in the middle of the square, only to have my heart ripped out by Tuca. I, I hate you, Tuca. I, God, go Bruins all the way. I loved when they went to Maple Leaf Square in the third period, and it was silent. <laughs> it was quiet up there. Not a lot of action up there. 6.02 a.m. LB, yeah. did your parents figure you're going to be wearing a hockey helmet all the time so they got you into playing hockey? End of message. <laughs> Six twenty-five a.m. That's hilarious, Greg. Can't tell you and Julian Edelman apart. Yeah, one has six-pack abs, the other one has a six-pack chin. End of message. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's a mini keg. A lot of smokes are saying I look good in that picture with Bubs last night. Oh, stop it, Bubs! Right at the start of the game, they went to Goskowski on the jumbotron, yeah. and he was waving the Bruins rally towel. And then they went to Bubs, yeah. and he shotgunned the beer right yeah. there, oh, uh, right there, happy off right season, there, right yeah. there in the garden. God bless. So, so <laughs> uh, let's see. This is Andy. Hello, Andy. Hey guys, how are we doing? What's up, Andy? Um, not too much. I just know that we can't trust teachers to not sleep with kids, <laughs> and we're going to arm all the teachers. I mean, kids can be super annoying when they're trying to be. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, eventually, all the kids are just going to start coming in with Kevlar vests on. Well, I, does it end? you know, there's a lot of people who agree with you. There's a texter who says that at Parkland, they, it was known that they had the sheriff's uh, deputies, deputies there with guns, and that didn't deter that shooter. So it, that, it's, uh, it's not it's not about deter deterring the shooter. It's about instead of losing 15 kids. The guy gets shot. Yeah. 
and we lose one kid or we lose no kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think a texter also brought up an interesting point earlier in that, and I don't think you you had read this text out loud, Greg. Apologies if you did, but um, the whole concept of suicide by cop. You have a lot of these people that go in to commit these shootings, and their whole intention is suicide by cop. And then that you know, if if they're going to try to put a teacher in that position to try to get them to shoot them, it, you know, it adds a whole other level of of you know danger and precariousness. I feel like to the situation. This texter is a middle school teacher in Boston and says, no way should a majority of teachers be armed. This is Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hey, hey how you doing? What's up, Nathan? Not much. So I just had a counter argument to what Stiz said earlier about the uh, shooters being mentally unstable and therefore not really caring about a teacher being armed because eventually the cops are going to show up. But the thing with that is, they are, they're, the reason they're going to go to a place that's unarmed is because they're going to get the highest body count before the cops do show up. Exactly. So therefore, if there's teachers that are armed, they're going to pick a school that doesn't have that in order. Because all these, they're all, they're all looking for notor- notoriety. They want to get the highest body count. They want to be the best school shooter ever. They want to make the news, that type of thing. So if they know that they're going to get stopped prematurely, then they're not going to go there. Here's a text which says, why do we defend our money and our politicians with guns and not necessarily our children? Because the people that are defending those people, the the defense is their career. That's their primary job. Huh. And... What? In, <laughs> I'm not sure what, what about what's, that wasn't what's your clear. Point? What's your point? My, so, so we don't want to protect our right. children... It's, uh, but what we, we want to protect ex- our politicians. What I'm trying... Okay. I I think my statement was pretty clear. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't feel like arguing with him today. I'm not <laughs> arguing with you. No, but you're cutting me off and not letting me make my point. And it's not interesting and not good radio, so let's just move on to the next point. Somebody's having a bad day. I'm having a great day, which is why I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with you, senor. <laughs> senor? I'm going to grab what some lights in. What was that all about? Everybody's speaking French. I figured I'd switch it up a little bit. <laughs> Uh, this this is Jack. Hello, Jack. Good morning, Hill Man. How are you? What's up, Jack? Listen, the best thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, That's why they arm police police officers. Yeah. These guys hit soft targets. You harden the targets up, they're going to look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a texter who says, why can't we treat schools like courthouses? Have one entrance with metal detectors right. and security there. Yeah, yeah we should Only, work on that. Well, yeah, you I'm have all to, over that. Uh, you, a, you must have two egresses in all yes. in all public yes. buildings. Correct. That's code. You know that. That's that's Massachusetts building code. I, I think that also uh, comes yeah. down to a cost issue for a lot of communities as well. Because, what a you metal know, detector is not me- that insecurity. Yeah, well, well, and you need someone to man the metal detectors, though. And you yeah. know, you have a lot of these schools that can't even get you know updated editions of books for students, and you have teachers. Yeah. Spending hundreds of dollars on supplies for their own classrooms because there's nothing in the budget. I, you know, I think that I don't so know that the, there's necessarily the principal has to be there before school starts, right? So, yeah. it, what he he gets paid? Couldn't he stand at the metal detector and make sure that everything's fine? I don't know that he's qualified for that. I think you need a, an actual staff, and I mean, you have schools that have he's hundreds of that. Yeah, but you have students uh, schools that have thousands of students. They'll be there are right, multiple. And he's agencies. in charge of your kids. Yeah, but he's not a security trained. That's security not his person. job. His job is to be the principal. The, he has enough to do without making him stand at the security checkpoint checking the metal detector. We're talking about Florida. 
not like the rest of us, where the Senate has voted to allow teachers to be armed in the classroom and wondering mm-hmm. if that is something that you're in favor of. And this is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Eric? Um, I live in New Hampshire. We're a gun-friendly state. We're open carry, shall issue, constitutional carry, which means you don't have to have a permit to carry concealed weapons. Yeah. Our violent crime rate is half what it is in Massachusetts. So yep. how can you say that having guns is, is not the answer? There's plenty of guys that have been discharged from the military because maybe they can't meet the physical standards anymore. Doesn't mean they're incapacitated. Why can't we have those guys watching our schools? That's yeah, a, that's a yeah. great idea. Yeah, Love I would it. never problem with Love that. It. Yeah, that's um, an excellent idea. Mike from Florida's on the phone. Hello, Mike. Good morning, folks. How are we doing today? What, what's up, Mike? I just wanted to call in and uh, basically put my two cents in, um, being being someone that lives in Florida, as well as uh, response to the teacher that texted in saying, "No way should you know a majority of teachers carry firearms." Um, that 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 whole statement that's a little bit misleading. Nobody's saying anything about a majority of teachers. This is a a concept that would consider teachers that are willing to go through rigorous amounts of training comparable to what some police officers have to go to go through, at least in regards to, you know, firearms, um, safety and, and use. Um, if you've got teachers that are willing to go through training, carry a firearm, be responsible with that firearm, you know, that's a little different. Than, than just saying, well, every every teacher has to carry a firearm. That's not necessarily uh, even close to what is proposed. Um, I mean, it's still yet to be seen whether or not it'd be effective. It really, you know, but, but in all honesty, until you try something, how do you know whether or not it works or it doesn't? Yeah. Well, I, I think the problem there is that the potential for, you know, other fatalities. Like, I know I know we want to prevent school shootings, but I yeah. think, you know, I don't think you can easily look at this as a trial and error thing. You know, like, well, hey, we're going to we're going to start putting the French fries in a different container. Yeah. That's probably not going to kill anybody. Well, you know, but it depends on how the many motive, eat. The, motive, <laughs> the, the motive behind it is precautionary. If, if, in fact, there is an incident where it's proven to be not uh, beneficial then it would be something that, you know, considered to be stopped. But right now we're in this predicament where we have no way of stopping these kinds of things unless we try something different. I personally think that, you know, back when my parents were in school, they, you know, they had nuns as teachers. Now, maybe, just maybe, this would be more encouraging to, you know, former service members, members to become teachers, which I would feel somewhat comfortable with. You know, at least as long as they were, you know, evaluated psychologically. I think I think all teachers should be evaluated psychologically. With all the problems that we're having now with teachers that are abusive to students, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think that's necessary as well. So if you factor in that type of, of vetting with teachers, making sure that they're mentally sound and going through training to protect these kids, Mike, do you, how do you? Um, several texters are asking what happens when a student, unbalanced student, steals a gun from a teacher that the teacher has in school. It's a risk. It, it's it's absolutely a risk, and that's a valid point. But until that happens, it's a hypothetical point. It's yeah. not. 
you know, it, it, again, it, this is part of the training that teachers would have to go through in preventing something like that from happening. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing is going to 100% prevent anything. There's always a chance of something getting through, some, some person that wants to do something wrong, figuring out a way to do it, whether it be using explosives, driving a car through the building, you know, recess or whatever. Somebody wants to drive a truck through a, a playground, they're going to do something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, those are things that could happen. And then you have to visit new options of trying to figure out how to prevent things like that. But until you start to work on solutions and hybrid solutions, not just there's never one solution to, to anything. There's always a group of solutions that when you put them together, they're more effective together. Yep. And people need to stop thinking about the concept of one solution, one fix. There's no such thing as that. You just have to work on things, retool the, and reconsider everything, and make it work eventually. All right. Thank you, Mike. That's Mike from Florida. It's 820. I'll take one more call on this. Uh, in about 10 minutes, Larry the lawyer will be here for Ask an Attorney. Hello, Crystal. Hi. What's up, Crystal? Hey, so I just wanted to voice my opinion on having guns in schools because I do have an eight-year-old, um, and I was around Columbine when it happened. So it, I absolutely agree that military staff, given a mental evaluation, would be perfect security for our school. Um, they are trained. If you have a license to carry, then you're trained to where nobody can even see that you are carrying a weapon. So nobody aside from the parents of the school would even have to know that teachers are armed and a teacher who is armed will be able to stop a shooter before any type of um, police get there. The kids are now trained to go on lockdown and hide in their classrooms under their desks. That's not going to stop the intruder from firing arms. You have to have somebody on the inside to be able to take him out before he's able to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. So you're so, so you're in favor of it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting topic. And Stanley's poll this morning is all about this uh, new law in Florida, which allows teachers to be armed. Today's weather brought to you by the all-new three-row 2019 Subaru Ascent, featuring all-wheel drive. Love is now bigger than ever this spring. And it's going to be cloudy to start today. Sun coming out this afternoon, and the temperature is going to get to 63 for a high. Right now, it is 51. Here in beautiful, safe Brighton, Massachusetts. So the fourth person in the last month has died at the Grand Canyon. What? Yep. Is this because of selfies? Selfies. Another person fell off a uh, a peak, a sightseer. Park officials were notified the other day that someone had fallen off the edge. It was a 67-year-old man uh, who fell 400 feet down the south rim in Grand Canyon Village. Uh, National Park Services are still looking into the death. They have not released his identity, but yeah, this is now the fourth, <clears throat> fourth death in a month. Do you think that's an issue where people are getting too close to the edge to try mm-hmm. to take pictures? Yeah. Or do you think, yeah. do you think that's what? Because, yeah. I mean, Maybe people not, not even, paying attention. Uh, not, like, yeah, that's it. Maybe not even taking pictures, but like just I, not paying attention to where they're walking right. too close to the edge. Four in a month. Right. At, is, this is specifically is, at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, at the Grand Canyon. That's uh, that's a lot. I, I know uh, they don't want to put up a fence or anything because of the natural beauty of the yeah. Grand Canyon. Yeah. So, right. you know, well, they should put a giant net in. 
Yeah, there and then, you go. And then people could bounce right back up to <laughs> yeah. where they were. Like they do during hockey games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Just put a big net in there. Or they should everyone. put a trampoline down at the bottom. And then... The, and then <laughs> <laughs> How about fill the Grand Canyon with water? Flash. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, my, it's stupidity. I, that's what my suspicion yeah. is, that it's you people know? who are trying to get the ultimate selfie for mm-hmm. What do they call that? Slim whatever. in the herd? Thin in the herd. Yeah. Thin in the herd. <laughs> like, you know you're at the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, I'm some just of those gonna people, get closer. Some of those people might not know that. Yeah, you don't know, really? Oh, yeah. you're, you're oh, this at, is a uh, 480 foot drop. Seriously, foot away. It's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> it is in the name. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on. Just back up. What? Just back up like three more inch. Oh my God, <laughs> Christian! <laughs> Picture of this first. This lighting is amazing. It's golden hour. And you still uh, ride the donkeys down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, or yeah, have sure. they, uh, has PETA stopped that practice? I don't know. That sounds a lot uh, safer, right? The burros. All right. Good trip to Grand Canyon trip. You have to take that. It's like the Niagara Falls trip. Yeah, you got to see it once. You know, I don't know if it does. It, does anybody travel in America now, or do they only no. travel? Oh, yeah. Do the do the Instagram people only travel to Bali and uh, Saint Tropez? Yeah, and, overseas uh, Saint Barth. Saint Barth. Saint Barth. All right. Um, so that's you said it's four people. Yeah. In one month. Yeah. Who have died at the Grand Canyon? Shut it down. We got to shut it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's eight. <laughs> 8.25, and as I mentioned, coming up in just a few moments, ask an attorney with Larry, the lawyer. He will answer all of your legal questions. As we have learned uh, during this segment, no question is too ridiculous mm-hmm. for for ask an attorney with Larry, the lawyer. So that is coming up next tomorrow morning on this show at 7.30, Stowe 5 Quick look at some of the horrifying crimes that have occurred in my hometown of Stowe, Massachusetts. And at 7.50 tomorrow, we will go inside the warped female brain. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up a little bit later, if you're running your kid's lunch over to school today, you better not be in pajamas. And we'll discuss that a little bit later. It is 8.35, and the Workday Blitz is happening at 10 after this show is over. You get over an hour of nonstop rock, completely commercial-free, and you get that every weekday at 10. It's courtesy of the Mid-State Auto Group, and it's time for this. Looking for some legal advice? You're out of order! You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order! It's time for Ask an Attorney. Al Pacino plays a great attorney. Um, that, uh, plays a great attorney. Uh, plays a great attorney. 
not is a great attorney. Uh, plays a great. What was that movie? Devil's Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Yeah, great La- Larry the lawyer's here. Hi, Larry the lawyer. What's up, buddy? Devil's Advocate. Great, great film. Oh, great scene in that movie. Yes. one of the best ever in the end of that yes, movie. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, fantastic scene. Yes. So, Larry the lawyer is here. Larry Army Jr. He is our official uh, show counsel. Uh, however, uh, this morning and during this segment, he is not acting. Uh, as a uh, an official representative for you, he's just offering his opinion, and you can text with your legal question on the text line, which is ninety seven one zero seven, or you can call six one seven seven six four nine two two three and speak with Larry the lawyer. Any and all questions of a legal nature will be answered on this program as we have learned in the past. Um, I want to ask you about the Robert Kraft video because the judge has said that temporarily uh, that video cannot be shared with news organizations and the public. Is that a victory for Mr. Kraft? Uh, I'd be nauseous. Oh, you, you, you'd be, <laughs> I mean, I'd be nauseous if I was Bob Kraft. You'd be nauseous. Why? I mean, listen, I'm not saying there's anything on that tape, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying that there's any sexual acts on that tape, yeah. but yeah. if I'm a 77-year-old guy going to get a massage, I don't want the rest of the world seeing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody seeing me yeah. going to get well, a massage. But, but they tempor- they've said you... Temporarily, you, they, that's the, the, key. Oh, the it, key. It seems as though, yeah. based on the decision and the language in that, that this tape is coming out either when this case is over, after a jury trial, or a plea. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean... If you can hold the case out for another year, you're safe. But after that, what happens? I mean, you know everybody in the world is going to want this tape. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) And then we talked about it yesterday, but there's a class action lawsuit that has been filed by some who got a legitimate massage at that massage parlor, Orchids of Asia, and don't want the video of them getting a legitimate massage to to be released. You know, think about it. We have... uh, really not a big case in the grand scheme of, of, of criminal cases. It's not the biggest case in the world. Obviously, it's a massive case because of the media exposure. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that and you look at the team of lawyers that the Crafts have assembled, yeah. I, to me, when I heard that, my immediate thought was, man, the Crafts are geniuses because I, it has to be, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be, this is my opinion, yes, it yes. has to be that their lawyers found out every single person that was getting that legitimate massage Organized them to attack on another front, on a civil well, front. I never even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, oh, so 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 you think that that was the strategic, Mister Kraft's lawyers. Mm-hmm. Who Kraft's organi- are fighting a war; they're not <laughs> fighting a battle. As one of my <laughs> true friends tells that's, me, he's a billionaire. Yeah, that's a great. Okay. And I mean, that's, at seventy-seven, what else are you going to spend that money yeah, on? Exactly. But you're yeah. at this point in time, wow, right? that's very interesting. All right. Um, this is Betty, who has a question for Larry, the lawyer, this morning. Hello, Betty. Hi, good morning. How are you? How are you? Hey, Betty. What's going on? I'm good. Um, I have a quick question. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's something where I can end up filing charges or something. Long story short, my husband's ex-wife drills my stepson for whatever goes on in our home every time he comes over. Um, the last two times, he, I uh, was prepping dinner, and in the midst of prepping dinner, like I knocked um, a knife off the counter. Uh, about three weeks later, we got comments <laughs> in the mail stating that um, she was filing charges on abuse because I tried what? throwing a knife at her I child. I knew that's why I was laughing, Daniel. Oh, I knew yeah. where that was going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, we ended up going to court. You know, judge heard everything, and he, you know, found her in contempt with prejudice. So it won on our side. 
Uh, before that, she tried filing abuse charges because he had an accident. She claimed that we were um, abusing him in that sort of way when we ended up getting doctor papers that showed he had a common skin rash. Mm-hmm. And I hold medical licenses. And, and, and I, at what point can I sue her for slander or whatnot because she's, I don't want her to eventually ruin my reputation for my job, you know? Okay. Larry? I mean, you're not there yet, I don't think. Uh, okay. You know, the the issues are that the, the two things that she's been smart enough to go after you on, there's been some reasonable basis for it. You know, as, as you said, there was a knife that fell, and in the other instance, there was some kind of a rash on, on the child. So there was something there to make her at least, and I'm not talking rationally here, yeah. but something there to at least make her move forward. Now, I think that your best bet is with the probate court judge. If they find if they found her in contempt with prejudice and, and they're doing those kinds of things, typically what I've seen is probate court judges they they get it for the most part and they've seen it all certainly. So I've seen a, a lot of judges when people come in over and over and and file frivolous motions and file frivolous contempts, block them from actually filing anything without court approval. Okay, so that's one so thing that's that you one could thing look you could at do. doing. Yeah. All right, here's a five hundred eight text. I got a verbal offer from an employer. I gave my notice with my current employer, but then the employer that gave me the verbal offer turned around and pulled the offer. Any legal recourse now that I'm out of a job? Unemployment. Uh, or call your old boss back. Yeah, yeah. Buy, so, your old bo- buy mean, your old boss a beer. So I mean, you know, uh, oral, you can have a contract that's oral. There's no yeah. question about it. So I mean, you might want to talk to somebody, is, but it's going to be a really hard case. It's going to be an expensive case. And I, I, quite frankly, you're unemployed, so I don't know how you're going to pay for it. Yeah, um, I guess the moral is get your contracts in writing or make sure that where you're going is stable. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. My wife and I are getting divorced. I moved out 10 minutes away with my uncle. I still pay the mortgage, her car, any money she needs for our child. It just didn't work out. And we are happier uh, this way. Uh, uh have I, I am being accused of abandoning my one-year-old now. So I guess because he or she, she wants you back, bro. Uh, so, so, so is that is that an abandonment thing? I no, guess. that's not an abandonment thing. I no. mean, you're covering all the bills. You're being, you're be, he's actually being a really good guy about it. Because the truth is, if you went to court and you're probably going to get some kind of custody order, you're going to see your child whenever you want, for the most part, within reason. And you're going to end up being ordered to pay child support, which will, for the most part, be substantially less than what he's paying right now. No, you think so? All of those it, it'll bills. be less? Okay. All so right. you're being a great guy. Don't let it bother you. But I, right. I think she wants you back. You think so? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, you abandoned your kid. How do you solve that problem, Greg? You Come back. Come back come home. Come back to the she home. Wants, she wants him back in the big bed. Go see a That's psychiatrist, right. yeah. marriage counselor. Yeah. Don't waste your money on a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> hello, Jeff. Hi. Hey, I got a doozy for you. Yeah. Um, good morning, Hillman. I'm sure. Uh, Stiz might know me as Trainwreck Jeff from that other show. Okay. I used to say always great show guy. All right. Thank you. Um, I just took an Ancestry.com test, and I found out my father is not my father. Oh. My parents, and I guess it was in, in a Framingham hospital back in 1978. I'm born 79. Um Sign a confidentiality agreement. My mom just confirmed it. My dad doesn't know that I know. He'll always be my dad. This changes nothing. But as far as this other guy, I reached out to him because he was either my father or he was my son. So I want to know, hey, was college really that fun? Or, you know, I just want to know the truth. And he said all these 
test results are erroneous, but he did reach out to me. Um, what I'm being told is if I talk to him or it's known, he could, uh, this doctor, who was not my parents' doctor, or some other doctor, could end up losing his license, and he practices in New Jersey. This happened in Framingham about 41 years ago. Yeah. Um, so um, what, is, what is your question? That's a great question, Greg. Uh, yo, what is, what's, sorry, what's, your, what's your legal question? Is, is, is would this guy lose? What, like, first, the question is, was it illegal to do in vitro fertilization in 1978? And second of all, could this guy end up losing his license for something that happened 41 years ago if I reach out to him if it's known? Okay. I'm um, sorry. I'm, I'm a little... I just found this out. So yeah. No, I mean, that's... Were you that, adopted or I mean, uh, were they? did they switch no, you at birth? I mean, no. it's unclear what actually happened. My here. mom is my mom. My mom is my mom because my second cousin showed up on the test. Yeah. And I guess my whole mom's side of the family knew about this and they were dying to tell me. Yeah. But they didn't want to. And um, so, no, my mom is my mom. So what? So um, what's the issue? I, I still don't get you it. Want, you? Yeah, yeah okay. I do. Right, what I, I was told, my mom just told me she couldn't pull. They didn't want to tell me because they just said that this was an illegal procedure. Back up. What did the doctor do? Did he sign a birth certificate that was incorrect? Did he like? Uh, well, the, it was a confidential agreement, which makes me think she's full of it because she says I can't talk to this doctor. It's there's total confidentiality because what we did was legal. Was in vitro fertilization legal back in 1978? I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't even know if they were doing it back then. I, my suspicion. I hate to say this to you, but my this suspicion, is a one night stand. Uh, your, my suspicion is that your mom no, got guys. Got, no, it's 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 not that. Oh, this okay. was in vitro fertilization was done back then. Okay, I, I believe me. I looked it up. It was done in that hospital too. All right. Well, I, I uh, you got to go to in vitro. I, he's so, gonna have to go to a professional, uh, uh, somebody who f f specializes in that or something, right? Hey, listen, that that's way over my head. Uh, yeah. Okay. 40, I wasn't even. I was barely born. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, this is Leo. Hello, Leo. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's up, Leo? Hey, um, my son sold a boat to a guy last um, June. Yep. Paid cash for it, and and hasn't picked it up. How much? Fifty five, fifty four hundred bucks. Oh, what kind of boat? It's a privateer. Okay, sold it to the guy last June. Yeah, and the guy still hasn't paid the cash. No, he paid the cash. He just hasn't picked the boat up. Oh. I want it out of my yard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take now, it. I would give I'd notice. <laughs> Certainly, um, that you're going to um, tow the boat, or you're going to bring the boat to a marina, or something like that, and then I would just have the boat towed. I mean, it's, okay. not, it's not your property. Did he, did your son give the guy a bill of sale when he, he gave him a bill of sale? But he hasn't picked up. He, my son still has the title to it. Huh. Well, I'd resell. Uh, I'd resale the boat. Yeah. I mean, is you, have you had any contact it. with the guy? Is he alive? Yeah, the guy keeps saying he's coming. He just never shows up. Huh. And he's got um, free storage for his boat. Right. right. But I'm, I've had um, the good news is the boating weather's coming. It's right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd want to use it soon to throw it in the water. You know, yeah, right. May first last year. Yeah, you know, we got it in June. <laughs> if not, I just um, tell him you're going to start charging him rent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> this this who who spends fifty five hundred on a boat and doesn't want it? Right. Hello, hello, Steve. <laughs> hello. What's up, Steve? I don't know. Talking to you, fine gentlemen. Thank you. What's up? So my neighbor, a couple months ago, new neighbor, buys a house right next door. I come home from work fence company next door put the fence up literally on top of my fence that already separates the backyard <laughs> my fence is about a foot foot and a half off the property line this kid puts it right on top of mine i know it's on my property so i tell him hey you're on my property uh so we have a little discussion 
and he gets his property surveyed. Lo and behold, he's anywhere between six and a foot and a half uh, feet inches onto my property, and now he won't move the fence. Oh, yes, he will. (laughs) Uh, That's what I figured, but now it's holding up my plan for my backyard. So can I take it down? It's not my property. It's his fence, but it's not my property. It's screwing up what I want to do. Listen, what do I do? You're better Can off. I take it down. You're better off not taking it down. You're better off filing a trespass suit against him in civil court. Trespass. Trespass. Yeah. He can't be on your property. Okay. So start by giving him notice that he's trespassing, and you got to do that through the police department, and then uh, sue him civil court. And then sue him court. in court. Can you collect a judgment on that? Yeah, of course. You he's can? using his property. Yeah. Okay. What do you get? Like I mean, rent or something? He just told you he's got damages because he can't do his backyard plans because of that six inches. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, wait, can I ask what your plans were for I the six inches? I already hung up on him. Oh, sorry. Um, That's a shame. I want to know that too, Abby. About <laughs> 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 the six inches that he's going to keep the fence up? Well, I mean, principle. what's it? It's, a, it's, it's the principle. principle of the thing. Because then I, by the way, I would have been all right with that because it's, it's prince, his property. Nobody right. has the right to use it, but that six inches, I, I got that six inches well, from my mulch bag. I mean, these are the problems that develop between neighbors. You right. know what I mean? Because then if the other guy sells the house someday, then no, there's no, some no, probably some right. weird grandfathered in thing about surveying. Nobody knows where your property is. My kids want to play on that six inches And Don't forget, we've talked about adverse possession, Greg, where if that fence stays there... Without permission for 20 years right. plus, it's the it's neighbor's yours. property. Right. right. It becomes the neighbor's property. And it becomes a theft, a yeah, legal yeah, theft. Yes. <laughs> um, Larry, the lawyer, is here. Larry Army Jr. And this is Ask an Attorney. So you can text your question to the text line, which is 97107, or you can call 978 text. Had a slip and fall in a large food chain distributor. <laughs> Wrote an accident report. My neck. Lower back, hips, and knee is scabbed and bruised, as well as my left foot. Um, what do I do about this? Well, you, you could sue for a slip and fall. Uh, the standard of care is, is negligence here, so the duty that they would owe you. But the issue, Greg, is they have to have had some kind of notice that that spill was in the aisle and they didn't do anything to pick it up. Um, and that's a difficult thing because you have to prove that. And I'll tell you, nowadays, if you've gone to a grocery store in the last six months, they have these robots yeah. That go back and forth on yeah. these aisles, taking Robot pictures uprising. of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for this exact issue. Uh, oh. So it, it depends how long it was there. You got to show how long it was there. Good news is there is going to be video there, but you got to preserve that. So I'd, I'd talk to an attorney sooner than later. Not a lot of lawyers do take these because they're extremely difficult to win. Oh, excuse me. I noticed there was no piso mojado sign in aisle six. <laughs> I'd like to know why, because I did not notice that the, the piso was, in fact, mojado. So are the robots, you're saying that the robots are there to videotape everything. That's my, I, so I actually asked the lady the other day, I was with my daughter, and they nearly came towards her. And so I asked the lady, what's this thing? She, oh, it's video. Oh, it's the video, it's video robot. of everything. Video robot takes. Huh. Hmm. Um, so don't go to shop and shop with your mistress. Ah, you knew exactly <laughs> what I was talking about, didn't you? <laughs> here's the seven eight one text. Former roommate left a bunch of stuff at my house close to seven months ago. Can I trash it? Yes. yes. Abandoned property. Let it go. It's, oh, it's abandoned property. That's what. That's the legal definition of that. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a legal. This Larry's <laughs> definition. So it's somewhat legal, right? Uh, is there a time limit? Like when is it I, abandoned property? Is it like seven months term? to me? If somebody's leaving crap in my house, seven months later, it's in the dumpster. Um, speaking of neighbors, here's a seven seven four text. 
My neighbor and I have had a long dispute. He's a creep. He has multiple cameras inside his home pointed at my home. I can see them in the window. Is this legal? Yes. It is. It is. Because it it's is. in he his can, home. He can even make tapes and put them on YouTube and do all that stuff. Really? Anything that you could see from the street, you can tape. Mm-hmm. Now, what he couldn't do is he couldn't put a camera on her property uh, or hide a camera inside of her house without her knowledge. Those things are not okay. But video cameras in his property going through her shower window and her bedroom window, uh-huh. they're allowed. There's a simple solution called the shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For Larry, here's a 617 text. Can I collect unemployment while trying to launch a new business? Well... Interestingly enough, this is probably going to be one of those things that I get in trouble for, Greg. As every week I say something I get in trouble for, usually from my father, as you know. Uh, if you're working, you can't collect unemployment. Now, employment is you know defined as you're going into work, you're getting paid, all those kinds of things. So you're probably in a gray area. I would say, yeah, until your business is actually started, you could collect unemployment. Okay. But the minute that thing's operational and you're doing business, you're going to have a problem. Okay. Uh, let's see. My car was hit while parked, but my insurance company has denied my claim and told me my only course of action is to take the insurance company to court. What is the process for this? So, uh, your car was hit and the insurance company's not paying for that damage. Yep. I assume part of the reason is he didn't have the right coverage, but if that's the case, he's not going to get paid. But let's assume that he did have the right coverage. Yeah. The next issue is, did they find him at fault? And if they did, he's going to get a notice that he's going to get a surchargeable offense. Yeah. He's got 30 days to appeal that. He's got to win that to get to the insurance money. Okay. And if those two things are satisfied and they just don't want to pay, you have to file. And you know, you'd start with what's called a 93A demand letter, which is a consumer protection letter that talks about triple damages and attorney's fees, and it lays out your claim. 30 days after that's served on the business, then you can file in district or superior court, depending on the amount in controversy. This is Ed on Ask an Attorney. Hello, Ed. Hi. Hi, Greg. How are you, buddy? What's up, Ed? Listen, uh, I'd like to know legally how much time the bomber has. This, I'm uh, Ed Fuco, Mark's dad. Oh, yeah. So, you called yesterday. Yes, and I did, and I didn't get in. I wanted to say hello to LB, yeah, buddy. L, all you guys, yeah. uh, Shoe. Hey, and uh, I'm just frustrated with this Bernie thing. Plus, I uh, was wondering how many appeals. When? When? I know he's going to get a bunch of them. Does that ever end? Okay. Or does he put the end to that? I just, I just need some closure. Yeah. And the family does, and uh, it just upsets me. And I, was, I listen to Larry and you guys. I think it's a great thing to be doing on the show, giving yeah. people information, and. Uh, if he's got an opinion on that, and okay. if he's involved with it anyway. Okay. Um, uh, so Ed's son, Mark, uh, lost his leg in the marathon bombings. Uh, he called yesterday to talk about Bernie Sanders, saying that the marathon bomber deserves the right to vote while in prison. He wants to know how many appeals until he can be executed. So typically there's two appeals. There's the appeals court, and then once you go through the appeals court, you go to the Supreme Judicial Court. Any death sentence case in the United States of America has the right to go automatically to the United States Supreme Court. Doesn't mean they're going to hear it, but they'll write an opinion on it, and there's an option. So, you know, it's a timely process. It does take time just to get on that docket. It takes time, and then to get everything done, it takes time. So it could be five years. It could be 12. It could be 15 years. It could be eight years. It's really unknown depending on the, the volume of cases. 
Having said that, I will tell you that what the the senator said is absolutely ludicrous. Felons <laughs> do not have the right to vote in this country, <laughs> and terrorists should not have the right to vote in this country. <laughs> and what you can do is you can go out there and become a political activist um, because this is dangerous. It's dangerous thinking when when we're going to allow people that come in and 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 really attack our nation as a terrorist. And then you're going to say, as somebody that wants to be the president and the leader of that nation, that they should have the right to vote and participate in how this country moves forward. It's just awful. It and is. I don't know I how agree. the guy's yeah. still in the. I don't I, know how he's still in the race. I, 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 and this is not a Democrat I, or Republican no, issue. No, it's no. It's, yeah. it's, this it's, is an American it's, issue. It's, it's right. ridiculous. I, I have a question. Since you said you don't think felons should be able to vote, what about someone in there, you know, with a misdemeanor? Because we had a call yesterday about a guy saying some of the more severe crimes they shouldn't be allowed, but some yeah. of the lesser crimes they should be allowed to vote. Like he was saying, low-level drug offenses. But where, where do you draw the line? Right. right. You know, That's I mean, I I, and I don't think you do. Look, stay out of trouble. It's not, oh, I mean, yeah. look, yeah. I am in my 40s. You don't I have look managed at, you don't look at I appreciate that. It's good living. <laughs> yeah. I have somehow managed to stay out of jail. As everybody in this room, yeah. almost yeah. everybody well, in this room. Almost, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Two people. Two people. Yeah. Well, I was in jail for about three hours in Clinton in high school. That was only that was only for a fundraiser, though, wasn't that? Like you know, you go in and they lock you up, you raise a thousand bucks, you get out, kind of thing. It was because I had a doobie. Oh, see, that's exactly what we're talking. Should he be allowed to vote? Low-level drug offense. Well, look, the marijuana issue is a different issue because, you know, as, as you know, that at least one of these presidential candidates is talking about expunging all convictions for marijuana-related offenses if the United States mm-hmm. makes it, it makes marijuana legal on a federal level. I don't have a problem with that. As time moves on, certain things that we thought were crimes and that we thought were bad, when we decide that those aren't crimes anymore, I, I don't have a problem with those people being brought back into the system yeah i think it's fair it's not fair for somebody to get caught with a doobie today and nothing happens and they can vote and then poor mr hill caught with his doobie Mm -hmm. can't vote right you just had a j bar man a j bar (laughs) (laughs) um let us take a break larry the lawyer is here and it's ask an attorney and he will continue to answer your questions next including what you can do about those uh those pestering kids who live next door and keep doing things in your backyard. We'll be right back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 